Welcome to the Life in Focus podcast, brought to you through Rogers Research Global, with your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Marie Rogers. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. This is Your Life in Focus. We hear so much about mindfulness these days that unfortunately, as with anything else, the more we're exposed to it, the easier it becomes to relegate it to somewhere in the background where it just becomes background noise and we give it perhaps a passing thought every now and then, I believe the practice of mindfulness is way too important to dismiss or minimize it. I also believe that the practice of mindfulness is the antidote to stress. Today's episode will introduce mindfulness with an emphasis on multitasking, something many of us do and actually take pride in, but it's not good for our brain. I find that in many talks and articles about mindfulness, I don't hear enough about multitasking. Sometimes it's mentioned, but often it's left out of the conversation. And since the Life and Focus podcast is also about executive functioning, I will tie the concept of multitasking into the discussion. We'll get into that in a bit. For now, let's talk about the mind. Integrated, complex, and quite capable of more than we can ever believe possible. It could either be our best friend and ally, or it could be our worst enemy. At times, it is our most trusted confidant, while at other times, our tormentor and saboteur. We all have been there, a mind that just can't shut down. Unfortunately, sometimes the shutdown happens at night, where it's recounting the happenings of the day, the worries, the should-ofs, and the review of our long to-do list, and how we're never going to get through it. Hard to get a good night's sleep with an active mind. But what if we have more control over our mind? What if we can change the internal dialogue contributing to stress and anxiety? What if our mind can consistently show up in ways that support our highest calling and purpose? What if it can easily access the wisest and deepest parts of ourselves? Also, what if it became easier to tame or quiet our inner critic? How good would that feel? How much more aligned would your life be? The good news is that with the consistent practice of mindfulness, of living in the present moment, in its fullest sense, these what-ifs can be your everyday reality. So what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is the act of paying attention to the present moment with a non-judgmental attitude. And it is the antidote to stressful and mindless living that ultimately robs you of your joy, your joie de vivre. Mindfulness is a mental state best characterized by focused attention, awareness, and acceptance of being in the now. Through repeated practice, you will be cultivating an intentional awareness of your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and bodily sensations as well as your surrounding environment. In recent times, mindfulness has gained popularity across both popular discourse and research, especially within the disciplines of psychology, neuroscience, and medicine. Growing research supports its role in stress management, anxiety regulation, and enhanced cognitive and interpersonal functioning. With each mindful intention to connect with the present moment, you are cultivating calmness, clarity, and equanimity. As incoming stimuli is typically judged as good or bad, positive or negative, mindfulness helps you to see these as is with no need to evaluate or judge. Keep in mind, 
Even the best laid plans can go wrong. For example, the trip you've been looking forward to may get canceled at the last minute. The job promotion you expected and deserved may be offered to a coworker or a less experienced individual. Or the relationship you believed was going so well comes to a shocking end. Life has a way of delivering situations and circumstances that are upsetting, disappointing, and or unfair. While having a strong reaction is understandable, after all, we are human, mindfulness, however, steps in as a wise reminder to check in with ourselves without unnecessarily complicating the situation. It allows the space to step away from the drama and view it from an observation perspective. Rather than to be immersed in it, we step away so we can have a better view. A better view offers enhanced clarity. This will allow for the situation to come into clearer focus. You will consciously and intentionally meet the situation with a calm strength and presence. The next best action steps will appear when grounded in mindfulness. Imagine how much energy would be restored by not having a reaction or a judgment to each and every incoming stimulus. You would be training your mind to transition from reactivity to simply being. The energy not needlessly spent on evaluation can now be allocated to focusing. Now we can go back to multitasking and how to cultivate a mindfulness state of mind. In today's world, multitasking has become synonymous with productivity and efficiency, and many are feeling the heaviness of never-ending and ever-growing to-do lists. As I mentioned earlier, the remedy to counteract stressful living is mindfulness, living in awareness and presence. Mindfulness is also about doing one thing at one time, which is the opposite of the constant shifting of attention in multitasking. Multitasking is not your friend. Many take pride in their keen ability to multitask. Hey, I know this. Been there, done that. Seeing it as a sign of extreme efficiency and cognitive aptitude, it is often worn as a badge of honor and the skill most expressed in a job interview. Why is this bad? Because our brains are not made for multitasking. Our brain is actually made for monotasking. Our brain is designed to focus on one thing at one time. This doesn't mean that I can't start laundry while writing a report or listen to a podcast while doing the dishes or listen to an audiobook while driving. Activities that are highly automated as the ones I described are not tiresome on the brain. The term multitask actually came from computer science. Computers can perform concurrent and simultaneous activities successfully. As much as our brain is similar to a computer, it's not exactly the same. Human performance is enhanced when we pay attention, when we focus. Consistently shifting between tasks or interrupting focus work with constant distractions are detrimental to the brain's operating system. What is the result? Executive functioning fatigue. The weight of the chronic shifting and interruptions weakens and collapses our executive functioning, which are the skills required for planning, organizing, paying attention, focusing, critical reasoning, decision-making, following sequential directions, regulating emotions, and managing impulses. 
They are interconnected, complex, and coordinated. The more you multitask, the more fatigued your brain will get and more mistakes will occur. Enhance mindfulness by intentionally managing your digital notifications. When you need to work on a project, study, or apply deep focused thinking, remove your interruptions and your interrupters. Whereas in the past, interrupters were typically your coworkers stopping by at inopportune times to ask questions or chat, today's massive interrupters are our digital devices. Each and every time we divert our attention, even for seconds, to look at the phone, to to read a text message, to visit social media. We will require minutes of refocusing time to get back to the activity at hand. These minutes add up. This back and forth shifting quickly tires the brain and it will operate slower and slower with each sequential interruption. Try to work in pre-set increments of 30, 45, or 60 minutes before taking a break. The accomplishment of any particular learning activity, project, etc. will be dependent on the minutes and eventually the hours of focused attention. The more attention you give something, the larger it will grow. So pay attention to what you're growing and what you're expanding. Breathwork and attention to one's breath are also part of living in mindfulness. How you breathe will cue your brain as to how you feel. The quality of your breath matters to your overall health and state of mind. Various breathing patterns activate the brain's networks that are related to executive functioning, mood, and body sensation and awareness. The breath serves as a guide communicating the internal state of the body. While breathwork refers to the various breathing techniques or exercises that focus your conscious awareness on your breath or more specifically your inhales and exhales for the purpose of improving emotional, physical, and cognitive states and decreasing anxiety and stress. You are always just one conscious breath away from experiencing presence, from being in the moment. How do we go about mindfully breathing? First, get into or find yourself in a comfortable position and just begin by breathing naturally for a few cycles. When ready, seal your lips and breathe in and out through your nose. Inhale to contract the diaphragm to create space for your lungs to expand. And when you exhale, relax the diaphragm and gently push the air from your lungs. Think in terms of fogging a mirror. Slowly and mindfully, begin to lengthen each inhale and exhale to a count of four. To further elongate the breath, bring your attention to the back of your throat muscles and constrict them in order to hear a soft roar, such as the sound of the ocean's waves crashing. You can practice this style of breathing anytime. Breath awareness is always available to you, whether in times of calm or when experiencing uncertainty, stress, or fear. And lastly, for today's podcast, let's talk about taming your inner critic. Now we're back to that active mind with a running narrative throughout your day and then sometimes 
throughout the night. Your brain is always listening, and you are both the observer and the thinker of your thoughts. An integral part of your brain, your thinking, and ultimately your thoughts is the information you are feeding your mind. How you speak to yourself matters. The boundaries you set for yourself matter. One of the best self-care practices you can adopt is to set limits and maintain healthy boundaries. Think of boundary setting not only as self-care, but also as self-respect. This is how you honor yourself. Quieting your inner critic and practicing self-kindness can be accomplished by initially recognizing this internal narrative and separating it from who you are and your truth. Acknowledge that you are more and greater than this voice. Challenge your inner critic. Ask yourself questions such as, is this true? And is there a different way for me to look at this situation? Another effective strategy would be to ask yourself what you would say to a friend or someone you love in a similar situation or circumstance. Practice self-compassion and reframe your negative self-talk. And then, don't forget to celebrate your successes. Whether big or small, you're still moving forward. Pay attention to your thoughts and focus specifically on who and what matters. Remember, at any moment, you can choose a different thought. At any moment, you can choose a better thought. So what are the benefits of living with mindfulness? Well, quite a bit, actually. Mindfulness helps recalibrate your mind and body. It is the act of paying attention to the present moment with a non-judgmental attitude. Consistently practice and over time, the practice of mindfulness is brain restorative. It helps to change the neural circuitry to one of serenity and peace. Mindfulness has been shown to have numerous benefits for mental and physical health, including stress reduction, anxiety reduction, depression reduction, enhanced immune functioning, improved emotional regulation, improved cognitive functioning, improved executive functioning, and improved pain management. Mindfulness is a skill. The more you practice it, the easier it will be to live in this calm state of mind. Now, go engage with your world, connect with yourself, your environment, and with others, and do so with intention and with mindfulness. The information presented is intended for general knowledge and is not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. As with most things in life, there isn't a magic pill or cure-all. But there are strategies to help regain control of your life. If you'd like to read or learn more about today's and other related topics, please visit drmarierogers.blogspot.com.